Welcome to Montgomery County Today. I'm Jen Harris and joining me is County Administrator Craig Meadows. We're here to talk about a recent Board of Supervisors meeting. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thank you, Jen. Hard to believe we're already halfway through March and we've got the budget presentation for fiscal 2023 behind us. And last night we had our first work session related to the budget. So time's moving on. Will you please remind us of the process related to the budget? You stated that uh, you presented the proposed budget, but what you presented might not be the final version. Is that how this works? That is correct. Um, Each year when we put the proposed budget together, I work closely with the staff and we look at a number of factors uh, in the development of that budget. Then I share uh, the proposed budget with the board and the budget is simply that, it's proposed. And after that is presented to the board, the board has the opportunity to review it and ask questions and hold work sessions to discuss it uh, and discuss any questions that may have come up. Uh, As they work through the proposed budget, they can edit it and make changes to the various items that are proposed. Again, when I present the budget, it is simply a proposed budget. It's ultimately the board's decision on how the budget is adjusted and and ultimately set and adopted. Our next step in the process is for the board to determine um, what they wanna advertise as the tax rate and budget for public hearing. Once the tax rate is advertised, that doesn't necessarily mean that will be the tax rate they adopt. What it does mean is whatever tax rate they advertise, the board cannot from that point forward discuss a rate above that amount. They can always discuss below, uh, but uh, it it basically sets the cap. Uh, Traditionally in Montgomery County, generally what we advertise as a rate is ultimately what we adopt, but that's not always the case. And again, there's several more work sessions and a budget public hearing uh, for the board to discuss that in more detail. So uh, that's a really good point, and I don't think we've discussed that yet, so thank you for pointing that out. But one thing that I think that is also worth pointing out um, is that the proposed budget is extremely thorough, and it's pretty impressive. If you look at it, it's 277 pages, again, 277 pages, and it outlines every department and line item in the budget. So every dollar is accounted for. Uh, in your proposed budget. And it's also available online if anyone ever wants to go check out all those 200 plus pages, almost 300 pages in all its glory. It's at, um, you can visit the website at notva.com slash budget. So a lot of thought is put into it by the time it gets to the board. So I think that's really important to, to think about. And not only is there a lot of thought and work put into it, but it's extremely transparent. And, and we put everything out there because that's what we do. <laughs> Absolutely. Our, when we present the budget each year, uh, our goal is to be very transparent, as we try to be with all things, but especially with the budget. We try to provide as much information as possible so citizens and board members can see what's being proposed and, and how those uh, decisions are arrived at. As we've said, the proposed fiscal year 2023 budget is $220.4 million. And we were able to put that online on March the 8th. Thank you, Jen, for for you and your team's work on that. Uh, The board had a work session at their meeting on March 14th uh, and discussed several items related to the budget, which included the school funding request, EMS funds. We talked a little bit about compensation in class. Uh, 
there were just some general questions about process. And uh, I'm sure as we go into the subsequent budget meetings, there'll be more discussion on other items in the budget. I know you outlined this earlier, but um, so there are a few more steps, as you said, coming up in the process. And just to remind us all, um, this is something that we do annually and it's our fiscal year runs from July 1st through June 30th. And from what I understand, there's really four main steps. So first, um, the board receives a proposed budget from staff. Then the board holds um, several work sessions and opportunities to hear from the public. And they determine what they want the tax rate or what they want to advertise the tax rate in the budget for the upcoming fiscal year. And as you outlined a little bit earlier, that um, advertised tax rate is basically the cap. Uh, but I know on your proposed budget, you um, suggested holding the tax uh, rate the same as it has been for the last decade. So once that happens, then there's an actual public hearing where uh, folks can come and speak to the board again about the advertised tax rate and budget. And then finally, the board takes the step to, to actually vote on what the tax rate and the budget is going to be for the upcoming fiscal year. And in this case, it's fiscal year 2023, which begins July 1st, 2022. So I know I like to hear those um, things because I get confused. So um, it's easy to get it's easy to get confused with all the dates and all the moving parts that we have to deal with. So, but this coming year, the key dates to keep in mind were on March 21st. There is going to be another work session, and that's when the board's going to talk about what the tax rate is going to be advertised at and uh, the budget for the fiscal year. And then um, the public hearing will follow that on April 7th. And then finally, the board is scheduled to meet on April 18th to vote on the um, tax rate and budget. So then we'll know, uh, hopefully after April 18th, if everything goes according to plan, what that's gonna look like for this next fiscal year. And all of these meetings are live streamed on the county's YouTube channel for anyone who wants to, to watch them. And you can even go back and watch them if you miss them live at youtube.com slash Montgomery VA. Absolutely. As we talked about transparency a little earlier, uh, live streaming our board meetings is just another way that uh, the county and the board of supervisors want to make sure our actions are transparent and accessible. Even though a significant amount of time was spent talking about the fiscal year 23 budget at the March 14th meeting, we did have a few other items that took place during the evening. Uh, in addition to the regular agenda items that uh, included public address and our consent agenda. We had two presentations. Uh, first, uh, the board recognized Terry Smooths, the former executive director of the New River Community Action Group. Uh, Terry retired last year after 32 years of service to that organization, which is just absolutely tremendous. Uh, you may ask, well, why'd you take, why did it take so long to recognize her if she retired last year? Well, we had this little thing called COVID going on, and we were trying to uh, keep our meetings as, as safe and uh, healthy as possible. And uh, we told Terry that once uh, we had public meetings again that were open and uh, folks were comfortable, we would present that to her. So last night we were able to do that from the board. Also, David Clark attended last night and gave the board an update on all things VDOT in Montgomery County, things going on um, with uh, Department of Transportation. We did have two public hearings last night that took a significant amount of time. Uh, the primary one was on redistricting for the uh, Board of Supervisors districts in Montgomery County. Uh, I think that went really well. Uh, 
And then the other one was a public hearing related to creating the Department of Fire and EMS for Montgomery County. Uh, we didn't have any speakers for that one, but uh, that was a very important step in the county's process as well. So redistricting, we heard that a little bit ago. Uh, the board met about that a couple weeks ago as well, and it's kind of a big deal. So in case you mentioned, um, redistricting really is a, a big thing for our locality, and it's a once-in-a-decade deal. It is. It is. Following every census, every 10 years, we look at the population uh, of the various districts in the county, and then if necessary, which usually is the case, we have to redraw uh, some of the lines uh, to equalize as best we can the, the population among the seven uh four districts. And when you do that, that impacts uh, not only the districts, but it impacts voting precincts and polling places. Uh, so it's it's quite a bit of work. Uh, and thankfully, we are so blessed with an with a outstanding GIS staff. With uh, GIS now, you can basically plug in data and tell it what you want it to do, and it spits out uh, maps, and then you can fine-tune those maps and Ingrid Manns and Michael Sutherland over in our GIS area are just great on that. At the meeting last night, we did have uh, one citizen who addressed the board regarding the new uh, housing that's proposed in Districts A and G and how that might affect things. However, we can't account. Uh, we, ha we have to use the numbers we have today. We can't guesstimate or estimate uh, the future planned housing developments, those will be accounted for when we do the census again in 2030. 2030. Yeah, that'll be here in about 45 minutes, right? <laughs> I think so, at least. Maybe an hour and a half, I don't know. Um, I know we've not quite gotten to the, the new business section of the meeting, but I do want to mention that there were a few items on uh, new business uh, on that section of the agenda at the March 14th meeting. And the board did approve um, an ordinance to establish the new election districts, precincts, and polling places. So that was a big deal. We're able to move forward now with redistricting. And um, for folks who've been following along, um, you can find, you will be able to find the updated maps on our website. Uh, our GIS team um, that we do value so much. <laughs> we're so thankful for them. They um, were able to... Uh, they have to go back and make sure that everything is in line and everything is cleaned up. And then once that's done, it'll be published on our website. Yep, absolutely. Uh, they do a fabulous job, as you said, looking at everything. We had a great discussion about redistricting at the meeting. Uh, the items that were discussed in questions really came down to what could we accommodate within each voting district and still adhere to the state and federal guidelines. Uh, so that, that, as you mentioned, and I shared as well, that went really well, I thought. Uh, and when we got to the action items on the agenda, that passed unanimously. So that was great. The second public hearing on the March 14th meeting was related to establishing a county department of fire and EMS. You know, I've said this several times uh, that the county is extremely fortunate in that we have volunteer fire and rescue stations and a number of great volunteers that serve in those uh, agencies. However, since our county is continuing to grow, we also need to be thinking about how to continue to provide emergency services to our growing population as we move forward. 
by creating a department of fire and EMS within the county, what we're trying to do is setting up an infrastructure to provide better service and care to our citizens through a coordinated policy and regulatory framework that addresses the countywide need for such services and advances the competence and capabilities of the county's providers, both career and volunteer. The whole purpose of this is to enhance our ability to respond. Uh, it's not to take the place of volunteers. Our volunteers do a fabulous job and we appreciate the work and continue to be appreciative of that work. It's just as we continue to grow, we've got to ensure that our citizens are safe and our citizens receive uh, prompt service when needed. So that's another thing that was also included in the new business. And um, so the ordinance to establish the Department of Fire and EMS was um, unanimously passed by the board as well on March 14th. It was. And I am very thankful to the board for understanding and seeing the value and allowing us to continue to move in that direction. You know, uh, I've always said in local government and in counties, the two primary services are public education, providing funding for our schools and public safety. And that is ensuring the safety and well-being of our citizens. And we need to continue to monitor that and make sure we're providing the services that are needed as the county continues to grow. So we've covered a lot already from the March 14th Board of Supervisors meeting. However, uh, it's available online. Uh, if you do, there are a few other details here and there, if you want to go check them out, we encourage you to do so. Um, you can watch it again on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Montgomery VA. And we really appreciate you taking the time to share the recap with us from the March 14th meeting. Always my pleasure, Jen. Thank you for the opportunity. And I hope everyone has a great day. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye-bye.